Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Braden here. Coming back after a break, we went hard for a year and what, a year and eight months or so. Yeah, we, we figured we deserved two weeks, hey? <laughs> we, deserve, we deserve a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, our bosses told us that we deserved it. So yeah, so we were forced, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Braden's wife, he, she forced us to yeah, take that's a Yeah, cool. I think they got that. I understood that's the boss. That, so. That's right. People yeah. know that. Yeah. People know that. So <laughs> it's good to be with you in 2022. Hope you guys had a good Christmas and a good break. And uh, we're pumped to kick off the year. This year with Brad and Lisa Valencia, they're from El Paso, Texas, and I got connected with them just on Instagram. They have such a great page. Um, they got, they've got me laughing. They've got me getting inspired, learning about Jesus. And if you're on Instagram, I encourage you to follow them at unrelentingpursuit underscore. They got a great page, and so you will, uh, you will benefit from that too. They've, they're also the hosts of the Unrelenting Pursuit podcast and just have a great story um, of restoration in their marriage. And so... Thank you for taking the time, guys. You've got three kids at home, I know, and you've uh, taken the time to spend with us sharing your story. So thanks for being here. We're so happy to be here with you guys. We love what you guys are doing. We are just cheering you guys along as you just uh, help both marriages and with those that are struggling with sexual addiction in any way. So, man, we are big fans of you guys. Mm, Appreciate that. You know, I liked you guys right away because you got my name 
the first try. That's incredible. First person ever, I think, that, that got it right. Honestly, I'm so touched. I almost was moved to tears, so thank you guys. <laughs> but we, re- yeah, we appreciate that in the comments. Um, and you know, on this podcast, we really do want to share story, and we just think story is so important because often we, you know, on the other side of this, sometimes we just don't think there's connection or we can't connect to others because, you know, we think we're alone in whatever struggle mm-hmm. we're going through. But it's not true. We just want to share that right now. It's not true. And, you know, Brad and Lisa are a testament to this and, and what they're sharing as far as their marriage and what they've been through. So let's break it down, guys. Um, So share with us kind of your marriage and, and kind of some of the things that you struggled with. I know that we, you know, we're going to break it down as far as what, what happened you know, to our listeners here, but just share a little bit about Yon and marriage and, and kind of how you moved forward uh, in the early stages of your marriage. So well, I think I'll, I'll start us off and then I'll hand it over to you. Oh, okay. She loves doing that. Yeah. I, I, like I don't know where him, she's I going. Like to really then... make him share the tough stuff, you know? I like it. I like uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we actually, before we kind of hit rock bottom in our marriage, we were married for 10 years. And so we had uh, three little kids at the time. And we always want to talk about this portion of our marriage and in, in the fact that we never had a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. So I think what a lot of people think is when, when they're just kind of coasting along and they feel like, okay, we're good. Our marriage is good. They never ever think they could be in the place that Brad and I ended up or a lot of people end up. They just, until it happens or, you know, regardless, they'll look at us and think, oh, well, that's unfortunate for them. They must have really had a bad marriage and, yeah. you know, this is never going to happen to us. And I think that was us too. Like, before, oh yeah. Before like this happened, looking we, at others from our marriage. Yeah. yeah. That was the same. We were just absolutely. like, that, it's absolutely not something we will ever face. I mean, right. we really just felt completely confident. We were quote unquote raised right we quote unquote chose right you know we did all the things that you're supposed to do i mean i think we were raised right yeah yeah. not quote unquote (laughs) i'm just saying in the process of like you're doing all the steps right so you feel like there's an assurance in your life when you think you've done these certain steps that you're told will assure that you have you know some security in your marriage and in your life and and we did those things and yet we definitely have walked a road of complete brokenness. And so we want people to know, like, our marriage was not bad. It was just there were things happening in the background that we weren't, you know, fully looking at mm-hmm. that were really crumbling the foundation of our marriage. And we just weren't fully aware. So I would say that. So 10 years into our marriage, when we hit rock bottom, and that's yeah. when I'm going to hand it over to the hubs and let him explain what was going on. So just go, <laughs> just, just, just go take it, it from it, there. Just okay. go for it. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> like Lisa said, we were 10 years in our marriage and, um, I had to really, I will, uh, I don't want to jump around. So I had to, uh, travel for work. And, um, while I was gone, I think I look back now and I know that I wasn't, um, as rooted in, in Christ as I should have been like my walk with God wasn't, it was there. It just wasn't strong. Like I wasn't growing in that sense. I mean, I grew up in church and so I knew all the things I just never, I never had been tested, I guess, you know? And so I didn't know that I wasn't as, as rooted as I needed to be. But, um, so I was at traveling with work. I was gone for a while and I just slowly started to compromise my, you know, you grow up like, don't do this, don't do that. You know, you're a Christian, but I just kind of slowly compromised that, um, chipping away. Like, 
going out to dinner and having a couple of drinks with, with the people I work with and then going back to the hotel. And then that was it. And then, you know, that built to staying out longer and then that built to like wanting to look at porn. Like it just started like, you know, it wasn't like I woke up one day and I was like, I'm going to walk out on my family today. You know, it was nothing like that. It was just this chipping away, you know, making these small compromises and, um, and it became normal. And I was justifying this for anyone that's listening that, that is, has a Christian background or that has read the Bible or anything like that. I was justifying this by skewing scripture because like, well, I had already thought about it. So I've already committed it. So I just might as well keep going, you know, like I, I did. And, and so, um, that kept going and then, and it wasn't condensed. This is like drawn out, but it kept going. And then, then I really did like physically with a person, like walk out on my marriage. Like, you know, I had an affair on my wife and walked out on the family. And then that just continued. And even after I was done traveling and then I traveled some more and it just kind of continued. And then, uh, Lisa found out and rightfully so I was, I was kicked out of the house, you know, and there's a lot of our story that I have blanks, not because I was like, I never did drugs and it was nothing like that. I think it's just, just the way my mind is like, there's things that I don't like timelines. It's bad. Uh, we always laugh. Cause he's like, so she found out and I was just kicked out. And I was like, hmm, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I have a lot more in that little, <laughs> so funny. little right. <laughs> as women, I think we remember it all <laughs> a little bit more detail, yeah. but it's also an answer to prayer because, you know, honestly, it was a prayer that, that I began to pray that these things would be erased from his mind. So many things, because that is a battle that you face in this whole process, right? We are both facing a battle in the mind and what you have to do with that and the, and how you have to fight that and move forward. And so I, I do look at it as an mm. answer to prayer now, you know, but it's so funny when we relate our story and together. Like, and yeah. so then immediately this happened and I was like, <laughs> huh, that's, yeah. that's not exactly how, how it went down. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, and you guys could jump in. You know, I don't know, like if, if you want me to keep going, we'll, keep going. Okay. So, I just kept living that, you know, Lisa, I wasn't with my family anymore. I was just living with some friends that, you know, that just did whatever, you know, I was doing whatever they wanted to do, just kind of hanging out, doing things. And, um, I'd still travel every now and then. And, you know, I just kept going down this path. Cause I was like, well, everything's done. We're going to get a divorce. Uh, they're going to be fine. I'll figure out what to do, but this is all done. And so I just have to move on. And that was, that was really my mentality. And, um, again, I don't remember how long it was. I know I was doing this for a while, but I mean, I cut myself off from like, even my parents, I didn't want to hear my parents. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to listen to anyone that was trying to, um, speak life into me really, you know, trying to figure something out like who, cause it wasn't who I was. And there was times during this whole process that I would look in the mirror and it was like, you don't really recognize the the person that's staring back at you. Yeah. Um, but I just kept, kept going. And, um, one night, well, I don't think it was night. It was just like a day, but I was driving back from like a weekend of just, again, just doing whatever I wanted. Right. And I was driving back and I did have like this 
I call it like, it's my road to Damascus experience, you know? And, um, so I was driving back and listening to music that whatever music just, you know, doing my thing again. And it was like this loudest, it wasn't audible, but it was like, the only way I could explain it was just very loud, like mental, you know, everything was coming over me and it was, it was God and it was just clear as day. And he was basically giving me a choice right then and there. It was like this fork in the road, continue down this path you're going and you know, it's death. Ultimately it's death or here's your last chance. And it really felt like that in my heart that, um, this was it in my heart. It felt literally like there is like literal death as you go down this other path or you have a choice right now to stop this and whether you're going to be married or not, but to stop this and come back wow. to him. So of course I was, you know, bawling and I didn't know, you know, what to do. I mean, I, I knew the choice I wanted to make, but I didn't know what to do from there. And so I called Lisa and I was like, I don't even think I told you exactly what happened at that point. I don't think so. But I just asked her if there was any way we could work this out like is there any way possible well and that, so, so you were you were having an affair were you having an affair for a while like for a period of time maybe brad you don't know maybe lisa can answer but until lisa <laughs> found out was it was it a while where you're living at home living a normal family life having this affair in secret yeah it was and that's what like ugh, i hate like i love sharing my story because it shows you know god's redemption and, yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. that he gives you and the grace and, and how he heals marriages and he, and restores someone, uh, that's, that's fallen away and, and brought back. But man, it hurts like to tell these stories. Cause I just feel so bad, you know, and not, not, um, you know, reverting back to like a shame that I have, but just like, regret. it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of regret. And so, yes, it was like that. And, and she found out because of, I mean, I was living a double life and I was constantly lying, you know, and it's, that's something that, you know, everything builds on each other, right? Like I started doing things I shouldn't do, started yeah. compromising. Then I started lying. I started looking at stuff I shouldn't look at. Then that progresses. And so you could see like this, this progression of, walking away from God. Yep. I mean, basically that's what it was. So, yeah. Right. Yep. right. Many small steps in the wrong direction. Right. Right. Yeah. Like these aren't things that happen right overnight, right? It's a progression mm-hmm. of time. Like you're talking about, but I was just curious, you know, you're living this double life, Brad. And then Lisa, you're not aware of maybe some of these things, but can you just describe what was it like living in a marriage where secrets were there? Like just go back to that, that time, Lisa, did you recognize that? And then Brad, Mentally, how, how was it managing that too? Cause it sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you want to go first? Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. I was, I was blissfully unaware at this time, honestly, I, because I really could never, ever fathom, like, like no. I mentioned earlier, I could never fathom ever being in that place. You know, even when I look back and I see little breaking points or, you know, little moments where I'm like, 
okay, that, that wasn't quite right in the moment. I just, you know, we had a fairly new baby at the time. Mm. Our, our youngest was uh, nine months old when I found out everything. And so it's already a little bit of a time that's difficult in a marriage. You know, yeah. your, your focus is on your little kids and you don't feel quite right yourself because you just had a baby and, you know, there's all of these various things that are going on. And so I think just as, you know, he talked about, you know, justifying the little things, mm -hmm. I think even in the middle of it, you know, I was, I also was justifying some of those behaviors. I was also just kind of blind to what was going on. And, and even when I started to find out the truth, it, it was in layers. You know, I think it was definitely one of those things I look at as God's grace, because mm -hmm. I don't think I could have handled it all in, in one moment. It kind of came in steps and layers. And so even when I found out, you know, the initial side of things and I was like, it can't get any worse than this. And it's like, well, yes, it can. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I tell you, you know, I, I kind of want to speak to those that might be in the, the side of feeling hopeless and maybe you're the, you're the betrayed, you know, the person who's hurting. So I think I really felt like in before any of this happened to me that if this ever did, right, you know, cause we all have that little thing beforehand, like, well, if this ever happened to me, right. And you have like, this yeah. is what I would do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in my mind, it was just like, first of all, this is never going to happen to me. Second of all, if it did, I, I'm, I'm gone. Like there is no way like goodbye. I don't need you in my life. That's it. And that's really how I felt like I would ever react in something like that. Just, you know, go out the door. Don't let the good Lord hate the door hit you or the good Lord. <laughs> right. hit you, you know? So I think that was my mentality and God really had to do just such a work in me in the middle of this. I feel like when I did initially find out that God gave me just this, I, I don't really know exactly how to describe it, but in that moment, I feel like he gave me this tiny glimpse. I felt it for just this moment of the love that he had for my husband. And it was just like overwhelming. So it helped me to hold on in the middle of all of this in, in trying to love in Christ's love and not my own. Cause you know, the, your flesh, right. We want retaliation. No. <laughs> like this wasn't right. This wasn't fair. And I shouldn't have to be going through this. And how could he possibly do this to me? And all of those are valid, you know, emotions that you have to wrestle through. But ultimately God was showing me that I had to just surrender to him and lean into him in a way that I never ever had before. And so I went to, to battle for our marriage and for my husband. So as he's, you know, doing all these things, God is just walking me through even my own shame that I carried with me in my marriage. And he began to do a healing work in me because I had to start taking my eyes off of the immediate circumstances. And I had to just just lean into him. I needed him like daily. I needed to be in his word. I needed to be memorizing. I needed to be journaling. I needed to be surrounded by godly people who were speaking life over me and my, my family, my children, right? I needed to not go down the depths of despair. I really didn't have that option. It was like, okay, I have to cling to Jesus. And he says, he's going to sustain me. So in my favorite verses, Isaiah 46, four, that he will sustain you and just put my husband at the foot of the cross. Like I just continued to surrender and ask God to do what only he could do. Cause I did try to do all the things myself at first, you know, it was like, cause I wanted to be chosen. I wanted to be enough, you know? So, so it was like, how could you leave, 
leave this? Like, how could you leave our family? Like, I want you to choose me. And I really wanted in my own flesh for that to be enough for him to turn away from everything that he was doing, even though it really was this process of him having to return to Jesus. And in the process, you know, turning his heart back towards his family. But yeah, God had to show me that I was not enough. I could never be enough. I was not meant to be enough. Mm -hmm. And so Brad had to have that working out his whole thing with Jesus. And I had to do the same. So if you are on that side of things in the middle of the mess, right. And I think it can feel so hopeless that I can always point, just point to Jesus, point to Jesus, point to Jesus. Like that is what you can do. You can pray like you have never prayed before. God moves when you cannot see it. I love that. I love that he was working in ways that I could not see and that he is able to do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. It wasn't about just like, I wanted this ending, you know, this perfect picture ending and God did not work it out that way. He did it his way. Right. And I, I walked through with many women who prayed and did all these things and their story is different than my Mm -hmm. own, but being sustained by Jesus does not change. Mm -hmm. So I think that that people just need to know that, that whatever your story ends up like, you may not have this restored marriage at the end, right? Because it takes two people who are doing the thing and willing to work at it and willing to do it, but you can still have Jesus. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's cool. Yeah. I love, I love that you said you found out that you weren't enough because you weren't enough. And it's like, man, we're never enough. We're not adequate. And so many people, men and women on in this story feel like, oh man, I screwed up. I'm not enough. But like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, we're not, we're never adequate. It's only Jesus that can, can restore and can be good enough. So it takes pressure off and it doesn't yeah, mean we're right? terrible. It doesn't mean that God made junk when he made us. It means that, that he made us yeah. to be imperfect. And then that's, that, that's just how it is. I'm wondering, uh, what did that look like when things came out? nine month old baby of a couple older kids, but how did it all come out? How did it all get exposed in your marriage? So it really ended up being something where a a text message that was inadvertently sent to me (laughs) and then kind of a Brad Brad was texting the other girl and he texted you. And then a spiral of, you know, kind of like looking at a phone bill and then then all of a sudden, I don't know if you ever have had those moments, but you know, just when the Holy spirit just, almost just reveal things. It's just like, like, this isn't right. Something is wrong. Like just kind of opening your mind to like, this is what you need to do. Like just, he reveals truth, you know? Mm -hmm. So it just kind of began in in the middle of that. And, you know, now I see so much how God was holding me close, even in the middle of, at the time he was traveling for work. And so, um, I had gone up to visit my family and I, so I was with my mom and dad whenever I, I found out and my dad is a pastor and has been for years. And so he, you know, saw me crumpled on the ground crying. Cause you know, I just, it, it was just like, over overwhelming. You know, I just felt like my whole entire life was in that moment crumbled, like it's just sand going through my fingers, you know, and he pulled me up from the ground. And, you know, first I think he was just like, no, you know, I think you're just thinking it's just, and I like, dad, he's having an affair. And he just like wrapped his arms around me. And he was just like, we are all so capable of failing. And he just, and he doesn't even remember saying that in that moment. I just know it was a God thing in that moment because it was just like, it's not a dad's reaction (laughs) for sure. I mean, my dad was like a former Marine, right? This is not my dad's (laughs) like typical reaction to just encompass like 
there is failure that we all walk through. And, you know, even in the middle of failing that, that there is something that can be so much greater. And I just felt like in that moment, it was, it was Jesus speaking to me, you know, this is, this is uh, something that is, we are all so capable of failing yeah. and it is true. <laughs> yeah, very true. So Lisa, you're sharing a little bit of your mindset. We're getting snippets here as you're sharing. Brad, uh, let's come to you. So you get discovered, right. exposed. What happened? Because I know that sometimes in those moments we have a choice. We can keep denying or trying to hide. Mm. Um, and we don't know the process of that. What was going through for, for, on for you? But, you know, just break that down. You know, like what, when you were exposed, when this came out, what was happening for you? Did you have to, did you, Man, did you realize? I've never been asked. Yeah, it's interesting. What's that? Oh, I was going to say, and, and on top of that, did you realize you sent the text to Lisa or did she come to you and tell you? Yeah. No, 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 no. I he called like, me almost immediately after like, yeah, oh, my like, buddy. Oh, then no, I was yeah. Like, mm. like tried to, to <laughs> lie my way through it. Yeah. Um, I've never been asked that. So, I, I mean, I think the rest of that day I was... I was just like, oh man, like, you know, I'm in trouble kind of, you know, like you're caught. Right. Um, but then I, I think I started what I started to do is just in my head again, going through the whole thing of like, well, I'm caught. Like it's over. What am I going to do? Like <laughs> it's over. Like there's no way like this is ever going to be a marriage again. Like I, you know, it's over. She's going to, you know, I'm sure she's going to want to talk and we're gonna have to figure this out. I'm gonna have to move out of the house. And so I think that I just kind of accepted that. And then, um, just kept doing everything I was doing, you know, and it, it's, it's so hard to even talk about it because it wasn't, it's not like me, you know? And, um, <clears throat> and so even just, you know, thinking back on all these things that happened and my mindset where it was, it was almost like giving up and, and no care and just being like, well, oh, well, like, you know, that chapter of my life is done. Now I'm, you know, going to start moving on and figure something else out and still just, you know, having quote unquote fun and doing whatever I wanted and nothing mattered. And so, yeah, I mean, I think the rest of that day for sure, I was, I was, worried, scared, like, what do I do? But then it was this acceptance of, well, it's already happened. She found out like, oh, well, you know, and it's, it's so weird to, to even say this out loud because it's all, it's like, there's no love at all, you know? And, um, and we had 10 years together. So how can you just like dismiss all of that? Yeah. And I would say, I know you said specifically, like at first there was denial, like at first it was like trying very hard to like, no, no, you know, and then it's like, like I said, things came in layers even over the next following months. But even in that initial part of it was, was a layering process of just like, Mm -hmm. you know, finally. And then I think once he did say the truth, yeah, then it was just like, okay, well, here it is. And and honestly, I didn't believe him when he finally said that I really didn't. I was like you're just saying this now so that you can, cause he was just like, our marriage is over. And I was like, what, what, you know, like, what are you, what are you talking yeah. about? You know, like, you know, just, just yesterday it was like, I love you, babe. Like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. You know? And so it was so shocking that I really did not believe him. And he had to say it like more, more than once, you know, just mm-hmm. to even get me to like, comprehended in my mind. So I do think it's a process like that denial thing, man, that's real. Like oh, yeah. we don't want to be caught. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> no. 
No, very true. And, and so this is what happens and things are starting to come out a little bit more and more. How did you come back? Because like, was there an act of choice you both had to make? Because I think at the it sounds like this point, you're moving on a track towards you're, you're ending the marriage. So something changed for you. What happened? Was it both of you making a choice together? Was it one of you fighting for the marriage? Like what happened for you guys? Because this is a situation where many couples are like, well, I don't even know how we can come back from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, one, you know, my, my encounter, right. With God, my, yeah. you know, breaking down the side of the road and just, and then calling her and asking if, you know, if there was any way we could work this out, but you know, and she hit on it earlier, but before all that happened, like the, I, I truly believe the only reason that happened is because there was, you know, my parents were praying for me. Um, their church was praying for me. Like, you know, there was all these people just praying and, and probably, you know, a lot of it was restoring a marriage, but I don't know. I just know specifically they were praying because of everything I was doing and it wasn't like me, like this is not where I should be. And so all those prayers and then Lisa praying for our marriage, but also just praying that I make the decision to come back to Christ you know, like this eternal decision that needs to happen. So I think that all that and, and God answered. And so, yes, my choice was like, is there any way, any way we can move on from this and be a family again? You know, um, she never didn't let me see the kids, but when I saw him, it was always kind of like, I was always somewhere else like mentally, you know? And so it was like, you know, I want the family back. I want to be back in, you know, I want to work this marriage out. And I don't know how that looks. I don't know what's going to happen next. You know, it's just that whole thing. But I think that all the other prayers in the background and, and the walk she was walking with God, being closer to God, doing all these things that she was breaking down and doing, I think that's what helped even the door being open to restore our marriage. Yeah. I mean, we walked through the entire divorce process. So when I, when we tell people that this was hopeless, it was hopeless from the world's standpoint completely. So, I mean, we divided time with our kids. We went over holidays. We divided, you know, the retirement fund. I mean, we literally like went through the entire Entire process and you know in the middle of all that and it's funny because when I've mentioned it to Brad you know even since then I would always tell him you have the opportunity to stop this like at any point you can stop this and but for him it was really just like well no like this this is what is going to happen like I've done these things and this is the next step there really was like mm-hmm. no reaching through that it was just you know he was so solid in that decision like this leads to this and that's it You know, and so, yeah, we went through the entire divorce process and part of our story. And I know Matt, you had, you had seen me talk about this on Instagram was the fact that when he did finally call me up with that phone call, is it possible to work this out? And I'm just like, okay, you know, like it was, it was almost equally as shocking because by this point, we're talking about like a six month period mm-hmm. of time that had passed. Yeah. And so I was equally as shocked at that point to hear him even be willing to do this. I mean, this is somebody who has been 
completely closed off to any kind of reconciliation, any kind of counseling, any kind of doing anything for our marriage. And so when he said those words, I was like, all right. And yes, you know, and an hour later, my divorce attorney called and said, the papers are ready. They just need to be signed by the judge. And I remember in that moment, Mm -hmm. just being like, I didn't have enough face to tell him not to do anything with it. <laughs> I was like, just no, like, shred him yeah. up. <laughs> I was just like, just hold on, just hold uh, them. And I know he even thought I was just insane because it had been this long process. And so, yeah, it definitely was just this process of God just working things out in in Brad and in myself, and both of us being willing to see what that other road led to. Cause we really knew at this point what, okay, we were getting divorced. We had already been separated for a good chunk of time at this point. We knew what that road led to. And so it was really saying like, okay, God, I'm gonna let you completely take this, this other road and, and just show us what you're gonna do here. So it was really a big step of faith. God literally moved an hour before your, yeah. your attorney yeah. called. That, that's wild. That's <laughs> so cool that he did that. People praying. Also, Lisa, probably your unrelenting pursuit of your marriage mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just keeping on. That is so cool that he did that. He's so faithful and just shows, like Brad and you were saying earlier, the 11th hour mm-hmm. character yeah. of God that he can always change things. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Can you talk, uh, I don't know how many years it's been, but your your kids, like, like what? how are your kids now that you think they wouldn't have been if if you had been divorced oh Oh, wow these are some good questions you guys (laughs) so it's been it's been 10 years yeah since all this happened um gosh we talk all the time about our legacy and how great we are for the legacy that we've been able to see in our kids and that they have been able to see their parents love each other like Mm -hmm. we love each other (laughs) we have so much better of a marriage. We did not have a bad marriage. We have a great marriage. Yeah. We, we place each other, you know, God first, and then it's us and our kids know that and they see us flirt and they see us make comments to yeah. each other and, and love on each other. And they see us, you know, every morning doing our devotions and we're, our goal is to help them be equipped for healthy, yeah. happy marriages. Right. Like, so it's amazing. But like the opposite. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd have, I mean, for sure I wouldn't have the same relationship I do with my kids now. Yeah. Um, the youngest would not know anything different. He'd probably be like, this is normal. You know, this is, uh, even, I mean, I know Lisa wouldn't, wouldn't teach that wouldn't, you know, bring them up that way, but he would be like, well, this has always been this way. Mm Um, my oldest, I don't, man, I don't know. I think she would hate me. Like, honestly, like I mean, she's a teenage angst. Yeah, yeah, she's a teenager, <laughs> and she is strong. And she and, loves her dad. Yeah, and that, so I don't even know. You know, it it is, it that question is so good because of you know people say it all the time like you see a single parent home, and then that kid grows and they become a single parent you know, uh, whether they got married or didn't get married or, you know, their marriage dissolved, whatever it is that they become a single parent. You see almost like this generational curse of, of that happening because it's just normal for them. You know, like this is fine. This is normal. This is how 
as wow. much as it hurts, this is how life is. Like it doesn't work. <clears throat> and so I, and you can break that curse. Um, but you know, through, through God, of course, like through learning and, and growing your relationship in Christ. But yeah, I don't, I for sure would not have the same, the same relationship I do now with my kids and our youngest, he is, uh, I mean, he's a godsend for sure. He, um, I missed so much of his like prime, you know, growing as a baby. And I love like the babies. Yeah. Like I love how, you know, and, um, so I missed a lot of that a lot and by choice, some wasn't by choice. And then some was by choice, like just me, you know, walking away from my family. But he is the funniest little little guy right now. He's a jokester. You could tell, like, I mean, he sings at the top of his lungs, like, uh, you know, K-Love music, you know, all these things. Like, he, you know, and it's just so neat um, to see that because I do reflect sometimes where it's like, man, if I had not had this road to Damascus experience. If I didn't, if I had chosen like, no God, like I can't come back, you know, like the self affliction of, of, you know, nothing could be reconciled and just kept going down that road. Like, I don't even know where I'd be, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it is like, that is a great question that we've never been asked. And it's impossible to know all of the repercussions. For sure. Obviously. Yeah. You know, but yeah. we're so grateful for that decision. Yeah. We see it reflected in our kids and in our marriage and we don't take that for granted for yeah. sure. Well, and the beautiful thing is you don't have to live through learning what that is because it is yeah. at the bad end. You get to see the good end of how this is affecting not only your marriage, but your kids and then those uh, around you. So, uh, that's, that's powerful. And there's, I think it's so interesting because, you know, it's not so much that kids need to see perfection because they don't, it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. but how do, as parents, you know, we work through things and show that to them. I think that's going to create more stability for them in the long run because, uh, yeah, kids don't need to see perfection. They need to see, you know, people that are leaning on God and open mm-hmm. and honest about their mistakes, but at the same time, being able to work through them and come out from him. So, um, and you guys have a story that uh, really epitomizes that. So that's just powerful guys. And, um, <laughs> we could keep you on for, for so many more hours sharing this, but we want to split this up because you got so much more to share. We're going to actually come back with you guys next week to break down a little bit of your recovery story and, and what that looked like, okay. how you came back together in healing. So thanks guys for being here and all the listeners out there, you're not going to want to miss it. Okay. So next week we're going to have Brad and Lisa back on sharing more about their recovery journey and how they came back in their marriage. Thanks guys so much for being with us. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.